Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance with guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Final weekend of the NBA season in front of us. We're talking about it in a second. But in case you ever wonder, what do two sports guys just sit around chatting about during a commercial break? (laughs) (laughs) Not what you think. (laughs) Hembo and I were literally just sitting here waiting to come back on the air talking about our mutual frustration with the unrequited love between Rollins and Carisi on Law & Order SVU. They obviously love each other. Obviously. Why can't they just, why can't they just like be together? There's so much tension and it bothers me every time they don't kiss. And it's been going on forever. It's like years. This is seasons Multiple now. seasons. Like this happens. They're building on, it up. They're building it up. But, 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 they've been building it up for like three or four years. No, it's been a while. There's been some moments where you thought it was going to happen. Come on, Teresi. Uh, let's go. You know, back at the hotel, the hotel when they were out there together that one time. There's been a few moments. Spoiler. Yeah. They're building it up. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> I'm on season two. <laughs> season two. We're on season two. Great show. Well, you've leaped boldly into 1998, <laughs> so that's a good job by you there, Devin. All right, let me move on, because even I can't pretend this is interesting to everybody. Get your energy going and, and everything when it's playoff time. You know, it's, that's, that's when you want to put everything out there. I'm just saying, one way or another, they're going to be in the playoffs. The biggest piece now is continuity with that play-in staring them in the face. The closer we get, the more energy we're going to have. All right, final weekend of the NBA season is here. Some questions remaining to be answered. Does Philly hold off the Nets for the top seed? How does 4, 5, and 6 shake out in the Eastern Conference? Do the Lakers end up in the play-in? Do the Jazz beat out the Suns, hold on for the top spot? In the West, and who finishes third between the Clippers and the Nuggets, potentially getting the Lakers in round one? These are some of the questions that have to be answered, but they are not the interesting ones. Today, I'm going to start a new feature called Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace, which is an interesting expression if you think about it. As I typed it today, I started wondering to myself, how is peace spelled in that context? Like, Speaking now or forever hold your peace is something you hear in movies all the time at weddings, right? Like if anyone knows some reason why these two should not be joined in lawful matrimony, speak now or forever hold your peace. I've heard that a million times. And I know what it means relatively, which is to say I, I know what the guy's asking. <laughs> you know how it's spelled? Well, that's my question. Is it P-I-E-C-E or is it P-E-A-C-E? I realize today I don't actually know that. Which piece is it? It's... P-E-A-C-E. How could it be anything other? How could it be well, you might a piece have a, of something? Like it's it's not a, a piece. piece. Well, you got an opinion. Your, your opinion. You hold your peace. Peace. P-E-A-C-E. Maybe it stemmed from a time when people would fire off a gun in the event they didn't want a marriage to take place. So they would say, speak now or forever hold your peace. Hold your fire. <laughs> yeah, hold your peace. I don't know. Well, where did it come from? It stems from a lot earlier than that. When? It stems from the year 1549. Get out of here. The Book of Common Prayer. That's where it originated. Would you like to hear more of the backstory? I learned this this morning. I don't think so. Okay, well, then I won't. Okay, tell tell me really quick. Really quick? Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) it has less to do with God and more to do with the legal and practical concerns of the time. Real quick. In the medieval age, it was very hard for the word to get out that someone was getting married. Okay, obviously. So there was a tradition in most churches to announce upcoming marriages starting three consecutive Sundays before the wedding was to take place. It was known as bands of marriage, and their proclamations, typically read aloud by a priest and published in the parish bulletin, were a formal start of heads up that the wedding was happening, and the speak now or forever hold your peace was the culmination of that. Can I say something? Not worth it. When I said... Give it to me quickly. I didn't mean just read all of it faster. (laughs) 
I meant I was trying to uh, abide by your rules. edit all of the information one way or another. The feature we're going to do is going to be called Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace. So I'm going to make a statement about the upcoming NBA playoffs and the entire hashtag crew can either speak now or forever hold their peace, which is to say, if you disagree, just say so. If I don't hear anything, I'm going to go on to the next one. Do you like that? Yes. We like that as a, as a, as a, as a, a general idea for a segment. Here we go. You, everybody ready back in Bristol? Nuno, Devin, yes. Bubba? Let's do it. Here we go. First statement. Does anyone disagree with me that the Nets winning the title would be terrible for the sport? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Okay, I like that. No one disagrees with me. I like that. Now, what is this I have on my screen? DCR, which is the show first thing in the morning on our uh, ESPN Radio New York, apparently talked about this. Let's hear. I don't know what it is either. We'll hear it together. They, they talked about the Nets winning the title possibly being bad for the NBA. Let's hear what they said. Most people who are not Nets fans would enjoy watching them lose. I don't think they're a very likable team. I, I don't think they are either. And I think the way that this is played out, it's not great for the league at all. if the Nets go and win. It, it's not great for the league at all. Not about the super team part, but about the fact that they showed no caring in the regular season whatsoever about where they were. And all that matters is the postseason. Like, that's not great for the league. It's terrible for the league. Thank you, Chris Carlin. That is exactly right. That's the concern. When I spoke yesterday about how players have completely dismissed the regular season, that that you can't try and make me care about something if you're telling me you don't care about it. The Nets are the best example of that of any team. They've played seven games together. I will say this again because it remains remarkable. James Harden has played more games this year with the Rockets than he has with KD and Kyrie. And if it just doesn't matter which I think it doesn't because I think they're going to win. I think that has to be described as terrible for the NBA. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Next, does anyone disagree that Steph Curry is the MVP? Speak now or forever hold your peace. I <laughs> Sorry, dude. Okay. Well I'm frazzled, bro. You disagree. Well, a good point. I did not specify how you should you should uh, let go of your piece. So, so standing and just saying the word "I," as might have been done in medieval times at, at that parish. I mean that. At, okay, fifteen forty nine. Why? Why are what, go ahead? Why do you disagree with me? Nikola Jokic had a considerably better season for a considerably considerably better team, and, and and I'm not willing to give Steph Curry bonus points for lack of a better term that he just essentially saved the second half of the NBA season. Like that's not a part of my math. It's just which player uh, uh, produced more value, and it was Jokic. Okay, fair enough. So that's where you and I disagree, and you use the right word. The word is value. Most valuable player. The second half of the NBA season, let's just be honest, was horrendous. It was basically a bunch of players not playing and Steph. Steph Curry saved the second half of the NBA season. There are ways to be valuable beyond very specific numbers that you put up. Nikola Jokic was the best player in the sport this year. I won't disagree with that. And his team is better than Golden State, as the Warriors are currently constituted. 
But I would say that Steph Curry providing what he did for the sport was unimaginably valuable. And I would add, he had an incredible season. Like, you break down all these numbers. How close is he to having had the second best season? No, Jokic had the best. No one's arguing with that. How close is Steph to being next? Quite. Quite close on an individual basis. But you, Who again, else is there? Like, just give me the names that go in there. Who else would be close to that? Are you looking it up? Okay, I, I, I didn't, I'm sorry. I just thought you had it in front of you. You don't have to bother. I didn't mean it that way. My point is, it's not a ridiculous statement to say Steph Curry was right there with his play. And what I'm doing is I'm taking it a step beyond the play. This was a year where the league needed him. They needed this beloved, smiling, that's just the smiling. I didn't see anyone in the NBA this year look like they were having a good time except Steph Curry. Steph Curry had fun playing basketball this season. It's supposed to be fun. He gets more MVP consideration because he was smiling? Yes. I mean, actually, he gets more MVP consideration because he made people smile. Because he brought joy to something that is supposed to be a joyous occasion, which is the watching of a basketball game. All right, one more. Does anyone disagree with me that LeBron James has to win the championship this year if he's ever going to catch Michael Jordan. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Okay. They're awful quiet in Bristol. I didn't get a lot of disagreement. I like it. This is a new feature here. We'll keep this going. What we will come up. Nuno, you're the producer of the show. What should be the method by which someone says they have a disagreement? What, like if, if you want to no longer hold your peace, I think Hembo's saying I. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it's been established. We oh, go with no. the I. 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 Just yell I. I'm not I, saying I. 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 The eyes have it. I thought that was extremely funny. Nay. <laughs> One way or another, let's go to the phones here. Uh, we will do What's on Your Mind coming up next. 888-SAY-ESPN is our phone number. 888-729-3776. Headed to the weekend, what is on your mind? We got uh, sort of the, the last remnants of the NFL scheduling and all the rest of that. We got the baseball. We got the basketball. Whatever else you're looking for, 888-SAY-ESPN. What's on your mind? Your calls are next on ESPN Radio. KJC. When KD thinks about who are the best players in the game, he loves Michael Jordan. You know why? Michael Jordan had the complete arsenal. And I'm not saying I'm speaking for KD, but like, all right, like you're Giannis, you're good, but you're not me. Want more from the NBA? Don't miss Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Monday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Major League Baseball is here. Two games on our air this weekend. Tomorrow, Cardinals-Padres, 8 Eastern. And Sunday Night Baseball, those two teams are back at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Our Baseball Weekend Preview is brought to you by Credit Karma. Visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. All right, Bubba, we're going through the phone calls here. We'll do just a little what's on your mind. Let's just hear what everybody's got to say today as we head into what we hope will be a very interesting sports weekend and dive headlong into spring. Bubba, who's first? First up is Danny. All right, Danny, what's on your mind? Hey, Greeny. I got a compromise for the 17-game schedule coming up for the NFL. Let me hear. A compromise for the players, the coaches, and the fans. How about if the games you play 17 games, and you're capped at the players only allowed to play 16 of the games. And that way it's a win-win for the players, win-win for the coaches and the fans. You keep the records in place uh, as far as past records because they can only play 16 games. You know, it's not as crazy as it sounds. A, it's not happening. B, it'll never happen. But, Danny, that's why people like you and I are geniuses that will not be fully appreciated until after our time. That would have been a very interesting thing to do. Now, they're not doing it, and one of the reasons is they're not even expanding the roster significantly, although I feel like they should, and I think eventually they'll realize they need to. And the big fear here is that you're going to wind up getting load management. You're going to wind up getting guys sitting out games. We talked about this yesterday. But if you had specified that a certain, only a certain number of players can play all 17, it's gimmicky. I get it. It's too sticky. So I don't have a problem with them not doing it. But I can't criticize Danny for the call because I will admit I've thought of it myself. <laughs> sort of in the privacy of my own home, I've kind of sat around thinking about that one time thinking about maybe I'll do a monologue saying we should do that, and then I thought, nah, it's too crazy. So, Danny, you had the guts I didn't have. Well done. That's a good call. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Caleb. All right, Caleb, what's on your mind? Greeny, I'm a huge Colts fan, and I'm looking at the first five games of their schedule, and dear Lord, it is a gauntlet. (laughs) And we have a very skittish quarterback with a third string left tackle, and it makes me very nervous. And I know you like Carson Wentz with the Colts, so please calm my nerves. All right, so I'm, I'm just pulling it up here. Go ahead, Hembo. What are the first five games? Seahawks. That's a win. Rams. Where's that game? Home, Indy. That's a loss. At Titans. That's a loss. At Dolphins. That's a loss. At Ravens. That's a loss. So they have to find a way to win one of those th- other games. They're the third team in NFL history to start their season with five consecutive opponents who won at least 10 games the previous season. Okay, that is a brutal start. Um, you have to find a way to come out of that two and three because everything else is then going to kind of start equaling itself mm-hmm. out, right? Because then I'm just, I'm just going through it here. You get Texans, you get Jets, Jaguars, 
Um, Texans again, obviously. Jaguars again. Raiders. Yeah, schedule's tough. I'm just looking through the rest. They got Tampa on the schedule. <clears throat> it's a tough schedule. Um, you got to find a way to come out of that without without it ruining your season. Sort of, you know what they say about a golf tournament is you can't win it on Thursday, but you can lose it. You can put yourself so far behind the eight ball that you're just done. And that's what they have to not do. Two and three, you're fine. That's what I'll tell you to make you feel better, Caleb. If you're two and three, you're fine. Come out of that gauntlet, find a way to win two of those games. Might have to sweep Jacksonville and Houston, though. Might have to go 4-0. Yeah, but you can do that. Should. Like, I mean, if you're a good team, you're going to do that. I mean, New England has done that. They made a, a living out of doing that, <laughs> sweeping all the bad teams in their division. That's what you got to do. You got to bring the brooms. Uh, Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Chris. All right, Chris, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, Greeny? Good. Hey, I'm I'm just calling to piggyback off what you said about, you know, Steph Curry, the MVP conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm truly confused on why he's really not the top candidate. And I, I get it. Uh the Joker, he's been phenomenal. I mean, he's played every game this season. He's been he's been healthy. I know Curry has missed some games, quite a few games, but if you look at it, what Steph Curry is doing this season is beyond remarkable. And just like you said, the second half of the season is because of Steph Curry. Nobody else in the NBA is, you know, doing what Steph Curry has done, especially with the group of talent that he has around him. And mind you, when Clay went out at the beginning of the season, everybody was pretty much, yeah, the Warriors, they may miss the playoffs again this season we'll wait till clay come back next year and draymond and you know everybody but mm-hmm. just for them to be in that playing position in that eighth spot is all because of curry and i get it jamal murray went out and everything which was tragic and unfortunate but joker still had you know um aaron gordon to rely on and burton and Michael Porter Jr., just pretty much a, a more talent than what Curry is dealing with. Oh, yeah, so- no question. Let me jump in on you there, but it's a good call, and I'm with you. Look, Steph Curry, it's not like I'm making a charity case. He's leading the league in scoring. He's averaging basically 32 points a game, five and a half boards, and almost six assists. Give me give me the, the you have the Jokic numbers in front of you? Jokic is averaging 27 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists on 57% shooting yeah. on 35 minutes a game, and he's not missed any. Yeah, and, and the difference in wins is how many wins between those two teams? I'll give you a second to look that up. I, I'm not arguing that Jokic is a deserving winner or that he's going to win. Jokic is going to win. What's the differential in wins between the two? Jokic is almost certainly going to win the award. The difference in wins right now, the Nuggets have 46 wins. The Warriors have 37 wins. Yeah, is that so enough of a, a gap for you? Difference. Yeah, yeah, look, I, I, I think I made my position clear. The way we typically do this, Jokic is the winner. Mm-hmm. But I just think when you consider the unique circumstances of this season – what Steph Curry has meant, his value has been extraordinary, and I would reward it myself. All right, uh, we have a lot left to do here. Thank you for the calls, as always. They are outstanding. We'll do who you got and more as we continue. But right now, a word from HelloFresh. Get a true, real break with HelloFresh, which lets you skip the grocery store and all of the hassle that goes without without having to skip delicious meals. These are whole restaurant-quality meals made with fresh pre-portioned ingredients that you can prepare in your house in as little as 20 minutes. They will send all the ingredients right to your door. They deliver them contact-free. There's more than 25 chef-created recipes to choose from every single week, so you never run out of options. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12 
and use the code GREENY12. So you'll have that twice to get 12 free meals, including free shipping. Again, that's code GREENY12 at HelloFresh.com slash GREENY12. Back in a moment, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. That's me. I'm Greeny, and that's our weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. Small Business Month is here. Dell Technologies and Windows can help you upgrade your tech with up to 45% off high performance PCs. Work anywhere with Windows 10 Pro. Call 877 Ask Dell. I guess that got a little attention yesterday. My feelings on the load management. Look, at the end of the day, I, I, what can I tell you? I mean, basketball is not a sport traditionally where the best players don't play every game. It just has never been. And if this is if it is going to become that sport, it's a problem. It is going to be a problem. It is my opinion that you can identify that as the single biggest problem they have right now as we sit and wring our hands over what is going on, what's wrong with the NBA. That's the biggest problem. And to me, that is going to be an issue that, that's never been the case before. What I think is happening is the star players in the NBA are being told by people who are right that if you take care of your body in such and such a way, you will add three years to the end of your career. Well, three years to these guys is another $100 million. I don't blame them for wanting to do that. I would too. But look what you're sacrificing in the meantime. If the stars of the NBA are going to play 65 games, we have a, then, then this is not a problem that is going away. And I'm, I make no apologies for feeling that way. And we'll see what winds up happening. And again, it's not about whether it's the right thing or wrong thing to do as currently constituted. Of course, it's the right thing to do. They're trying to win championships. They're not caring about the regular season. They're, they're treating the regular season like the preseason. And they're considering trying to win championships and elongating their careers. If I were to trade places with them, I would do the same thing. The problem is, for the fans, you're sort of left holding the bag. I just spent hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on these tickets... You know, and I use this analogy all the time. But if a big star is on Broadway and that star doesn't appear in that performance, you can get your money back. You can walk up to the box office. Like Stace and I one time went to Broadway to see Al Pacino. It was on Broadway in a, in a play, and it wasn't particularly good. But it was Al Pacino, and I was going to see Al Pacino. If I had gotten there and they had said, uh, at today's performance, Al Pacino is not going to be here, I would have the option of going to the box office and saying, I want my money back, or I think they exchange it for a ticket for another performance. Now, if Al Pacino has laryngitis, you live with that. But if Al Pacino has just deemed this performance not important, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday's performances are more important, so this Tuesday night I'm not appearing, you're going to leave a lot of fans disappointed. And if you were televising it, no one would watch it. And that's where we are. So that's what I think, and that isn't going to change no matter what happens. This is Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. 30 seconds for some straight talk, and then we finish it off with a tradition unlike any other, your Friday Who You Got with Bubba. But the straight talk, is time for the straight talk. Yet yeah, saving money feels good, right? Feels great. But cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning, good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. 
Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? Every Friday, we save the best for last. Here comes Bubba with his binary proposition. He'll throw a bunch of questions out there, and I got to tell him who I've got. Hello again, Bubba. Hey, Greeny, how you doing? (laughs) I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, That's all I need to tell you is I'm good. How are you? Great. That's it. See, that should be the entire exchange. Bubba gets it. He gets it. Like, that's all that is required. I, we don't need to hear any more than that. All right, Bubba, let's get this party started. Let's do it, because Who You Got is brought to you by Granger. And Tom Brady Sr. has already made it clear he's ready for Bucks Patriots. Let's get an early prediction from you for Brady's return to New England. Any chance Belichick can pull off the upset in October? Who you got? Yes, I think there is a definitely a chance. Oh, I think that the Bucks will win, and I think that Brady he just has a better team. The Bucks are a better team than the Patriots. But I have I'm on record as saying I believe the Patriots will win the AFC East, and I think that if that's if this game was being played in November or December, I might view it differently. But we all know. Bill's teams get better as the season goes on. I also wonder at what point Mac Jones is going to become the quarterback of that team. I still won't be surprised if he starts week one. So I think that Brady wins that game. But if you're asking me, do I think there's a chance? Absolutely. I think the Patriots are going to be good. For all the conversation we had earlier here today about the Patriot way, I've not given up anything on Bill. Bill had one tough year as he had built everything for winning championships during the Brady window, as you should, and half his team opted out. It was a pandemic. So I think they're going to be much better, markedly improved quickly. So I've got the Bucks in that game, but not by much. Bubba, what's next? All right, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance. Between those three, who you got starting week one? All? Some? None? Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. I'm going to say Trey Lance does. I'm going to say Mac Jones. See, everyone is telling me. See, Brewski, I would have said Mac Jones, yes. But here's the thing. Teddy Brewski, who knows them better than Teddy Brewski does? He was definitive yesterday in the meeting and then again on the air that Cam will be the starter. So I'm going to say Mac Jones doesn't. And then who's the third one? Oh, Justin Fields. <sighs> When push comes to shove, I'm going to say he doesn't. I'm going to say he doesn't start week one. I'm going to say of those three, the only one who does is Trey Lance. Zach Wilson, of course, will. Trevor Lawrence will. And Trey Lance will. Three of the five rookies will start week one. It's who you got with Bubba. What's next? All right. In the NBA, we talked the other day about the Nets or the field and the Lakers or the field. So let's say you are taking the field in the East. Who you got is your best option to win? That's a good question. I like the way you phrase that. For the record, just for anyone who wasn't listening, I did take the Nets over the field. But that doesn't mean that I can't answer the question, which is who would I take if I was taking the field? Is It's Philly, Milwaukee, Miami. Is, is I mean, is there anyone else to even consider? I, I'm going to say, well, what are you going to say, Hembo? I was going to give you the seed lines. Philly's going to be the one, Milwaukee's going to be the three, and then Miami's going to be the five. So Miami... Miami could avoid the Nets until the, the conference final, right? If right. the Nets wind up two, then then Miami would play four and then one. I'm going to say Miami. I'm going to say the Miami Heat. Whoa. I liked what they did a year ago. I like their coaching. I, I don't buy into Milwaukee or Philly. 
So I Philly last night. I think that the the Nets are going to wind up in the final. I, I think they're going to steamroll their way there. I think the Nets are going to lose like two games in the conference on their way. But if not the Nets, I will take the Miami Heat. Bubba. Mm. All right. So you got the Heat in the East. But what about the West? Who are you taking for the field? Who you got? Okay. So again, to re, to repeat, I have the Lakers against the field. If you're telling me that it is not the Lakers. I feel like the Clippers is, is just too easy of an answer. I mean, Utah, Phoenix. Am I buying these teams? Utah, Phoenix, the Clippers. Is there someone I'm leaving? I mean, is there anyone else? You can Dallas get? is going to be the five and Portland's going to be the six. In the, Denver. The, all the seed lines are pretty much locked in one through six there. I will say the Clippers. I mean... I will say the Clippers. They've got Kawhi. I, 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 I will say the Clippers. I believe it is going to be the Lakers. If not the Lakers, then I will go Bubba with the Los Angeles Clippers as my next pick. It's who you got with Bubs. What's next? All right. On Tuesday, our Jeff Passan reported the Oakland A's are beginning exploratory options for relocation. they got a lot of good options on the table for them. Las Vegas, Nashville, Hartford. Who you got for the A's if they relocate? Can I just ask you to say that last one again? Yeah, it was Las Vegas, Nashville, and Hartford. A lot of people are talking about Hartford. A lot of people are? People are talking, yeah. Okay. There's, there's talk about Hartford? Yeah. Uh, says uh, says Bubba from Avon, Connecticut. Um, let Hartford, me ask you, Hartford A's. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what the population of the city of Dallas, Texas is? Huge city, right? Huge. Uh, I mean, yes. I know it's like the fifth biggest media market, so I'm, I'm, I do not know. Population of Dallas is 1.4 million people. You know what the population of Houston is? An even bigger city in Texas. You know what the population of the city of Houston is? Two and a half. It's 2.4 million people. Do you know what the population of the borough of Brooklyn is? Uh, it's got like, like 1 million. It's 2.6 million people. If Brooklyn were a standalone city, it would be the fourth biggest city in America. Only Chicago, Los Angeles, and New York would have more people. New York still would be number one even if you took Brooklyn out of it. But Brooklyn is the most populous borough. Obviously, anyone who knows anything about baseball history is aware of, of the halcyon days of yore where there were three teams in New York City, the Yankees, the Giants, and the Dodgers. It's never going to happen. But I do think it is something to consider. And, and how the Brooklyn Nets do will be interesting. Like, like, it's a shame on some level that they're not getting a real litmus test of how the Brooklyn Nets are doing because, A, it's a pandemic, and, B, the players don't care to play in the games. So it's very hard to tell how excited the fans would be because the players on the team have far more important things to do than actually play in their games. But let's see as they make a playoff run what it's like. And let's see if the borough of Brooklyn really embraces the Nets or if they remain primarily Nick fans because that feels to me like a real possibility there or at least like it could be a real possibility that said the other one that seems to me to be on the table did you mention Las Vegas yep I sure did yeah that that feels like a possibility we talked about it yesterday I believe that that the football games in Vegas are going to be the hottest tickets in, in all of American sports because every single fan in the country is going to pick that as the road game they're going to Right, if you're, if I don't care where you are, and I don't have their schedule in front of me, but all the AFC West teams plus whoever else is they're playing this year in Vegas, let's just make it up. I mean, if you're from Chicago, if you're from New York, if you're from Pittsburgh, if you're from Cleveland, that's the game you're going to follow your team on the road to go see. 
So I believe that uh, sporting events in Vegas are going to be very successful. Baseball isn't football, obviously, but I still think that's a real possibility. I, I think that baseball, the likeliest one would be they follow football there and follow the money and we see the Vegas A's, the Las Vegas Athletics, which would be the second consecutive Oakland team going there. It makes me sad to see that for the good fans in Oakland, but that's the direction it's all going. It's who you got with Bubba. What's next? And uh, by the way, Hartford comes in just right behind Brooklyn with 123,000. So uh, I think we got a ch- we got a chance here. Um, there's a new Pac-12 commissioner, and he made it clear yesterday in his press conference the Pac-12 wants college football playoff expansion. Are you a four-team, six-team, or eight-team playoff guy? Who you got? Well, of course they want it expanded because under this system, they never get anybody in it. There's never a team from their conference in it. I don't like the idea of just putting the conference champions in it. I have long been one that says beware of expansion because you don't want to water down your regular season. That said... I am coming around to the idea of six or even eight teams. I could live with eight. I think six. I don't think you want to give college kids a, an extra week of like, like, like where you get to buy so that you're playing and they have it. You don't want one team to be more tired than the other team. That increases the risk of injury. I don't think I want to see that with collegiate uh, kids. These are not people who are getting paid. Although by the time this comes around, maybe they will on some level with name, image, and likeness. So I will likeness. So I will go eight. I will say, Bubba, wow. I have sort of come around. Wow. To an eight. I know I've always been a four-team playoff guy. I'd be willing to at least try an eight-team playoff for a season or two and see how it goes. No. I'm just stunned that you went there because for years you said. Keep it at four because you have ruin the regular season. I have. This is a breakthrough. It, 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 it worries me a little. But there's a part of me that is starting to feel like they need it. Like it's, it's, it's starting to feel more real. I, I'm down for eight. Let me put me down for eight, Bubba. Next. All right. And ten years ago yesterday, Rolling Stone magazine declared Like a Rolling Stone was Bob Dylan's best song. It's the namesake for the magazine, so that seems a little fishy. But who you got as Dylan's best song? That is his best song. I mean, Bob Dylan wrote a million great songs. Oh, yeah. Little known fact, when I was a kid, Bob Dylan lived two blocks from me. When I grew up on LaGuardia Place and Bleecker Street, Bob Dylan lived on Sullivan Street. He lived two blocks away. Um, I mean, I, that's his most famous song, isn't it? I mean, would you say, is, is that his best known? I'm trying to think, is, is that Mr. Tambourine Man? Is, is, is that, I mean, would, he would, wrote all on the Watchtower, but I feel like it was more Jimmy popular, Hendrix. Popular, yeah. popular by yeah, Hendrix, but... And 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 uh, the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind, right? I'm going to say that is his best song. I, I'm I'm not a huge Bob Dylan fan. I would say that of all his songs, when they come on the radio, that's the one that I stop and sing along to the most. So I will go. I will go in the interest of moving it along to the next question. I will go like a Rolling Stone as my number one Dylan song. Next. All right. And 17 years ago yesterday, the series finale of Frasier aired, which. For Hembo, just so you know, it's a spinoff of Cheers. Mm. So who you got as your favorite all-time spinoff? See, that is a great question. So I am a child of 1970s television. To me, TV in the se- TV has never been better than it was in the 70s. I grew up watching all that stuff. So there were a few options I would put on the table. Two great shows spun off from the legendary show All in the Family. One of them is The Jeffersons. 
George and Louise Jefferson and Lionel and all that, that, that they, they originated as characters on All in the Family. And then they were moving on up and they moved to the to Manhattan and they got their show, The Jeffersons. That's probably number one. Another show that originated from that that I, I think is not nearly as well remembered, but that I liked a lot is the show Maud hmm. with B. Arthur, which made her very famous before the Golden Girls. She became much more famous for the Golden Girls, but that was a very good show. So those are the ones that jumped immediately to my mind. Laverne and Shirley and Mork and Mindy <laughs> both spun off from Happy Days. Happy Days, which was the Fonz and all of that. Laverne and Shirley were characters on that, and then Mork, uh, for Mork, which was Robin Williams. That's what made Robin Williams famous, spun off from that. I loved Mork. From, the show was called Mork and Mindy, excuse me. Um, in the interest of moving this along, I'll say the Jeffersons, but I could do this forever. Just, just in case you're wondering, if you ever wanted to do two hours on the answer to this question, I could do it with you. I would have a very good time sitting and doing it with you. But in the interest of moving it along, I will land on the Jeffersons. Uh, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, with who you got? You have another one? All right, we'll move it along. Nanu, Nanu, let's move down to the last one here. 23 years ago today, the series finale, another one, of Seinfeld aired. It's always gotten a lot of criticism for his ending. I didn't really think it was that bad, but who you got as the worst TV series finale? Well, here's the, here's the reason why. Because was the last episode of that show good? It wasn't. And, and I love Seinfeld. I mean, anyone who listened to the old show knows how much I love Jerry and I love that show. It was bad relative to the greatness of the show. Like, it wasn't the worst finale ever. But when you consider that it was maybe the greatest sitcom ever, I, I would put it right there with the greatest sitcoms ever. The fall off to the, the, the finale, if that, if that had just been a regular episode, you'd say it was the worst episode the show ever had. I believe it was the worst episode he ever had. So I think in that regard, then, I would have to say that is the answer. Now, there, I'm sure, have been a lot of series finales that have been way worse but not relative to the greatness of the show. Like, Bubba, what else would be in that discussion? I don't know what else you would put up there. Well, I mean, a lot of people were kind of upset how Sopranos mm-hmm. ended. So that No, I loved it. I loved how The Sopranos ended. Yeah, that ended. was kind of a mixed, mixed one there. Yeah, um, I remember. That, that's one of my favorite stories. Do you have a, a sponsorship? I do. All right, do well, that. Go let's ahead, get, get that, that out of the way here. Who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions <laughs> for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. And, and remind me next week to tell my Soprano story because it is the greatest spoiler alert story of all time. But we don't have time for that now. Enjoy the final weekend of the NBA regular season, all the basketball, the, ho- the baseball, the hockey, anything else you're into. Have a wonderful sports weekend, and I'll see you back in Better Than Ever Monday. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.